Divine Office From ancient times, the Church has had the custom of celebrating each day the Liturgy of the Hours. In this way, the Church fulfills the Lord's precept to pray without ceasing, at once offering praise to God the Father and interceding for the salvation of the world. Sunday Office of Readings God, come to my assistance. Lord, make make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. God, Father, praise and glory, your children come to sing. Goodwill and peace to mankind, the gifts your kingdom brings. O most holy Trinity, undivided unity, day I shall bless you, Lord. Day by day I shall bless you, Lord. I will give you glory, O God, my King. I will bless your name forever. I will bless you day after day and praise your name forever. The Lord is great, highly to be praised. His greatness cannot be measured. Age to age shall proclaim your works, shall declare your mighty deeds shall speak of your splendor and glory, tell the tale of your wonderful works. They will speak of your terrible deeds, recount your greatness and might. They will recall your abundant goodness, 
Age to age shall ring out your justice. The Lord is kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How good is the Lord to all, compassionate to all his creatures. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Day by day I shall bless you, Lord. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom. All your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your might, O God. To make known to men your mighty deeds and glorious splendor of your reign. Yours is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule lasts from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord supports all who fall and raises all who are bowed down. The eyes of all creatures look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open wide your hand, grant the desires of all who live. The Lord is just in all his ways and loving in all his deeds. He is close to all who call him, who call on him from their hearts. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and he saves them. The Lord protects all who love him, but the wicked he will utterly destroy. Let me speak the praise of the Lord. Let all mankind bless his holy name forever, for ages unending. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, be near to all who call upon you in truth and increase the dedication of those who revere you. Hear their prayers and save them that they may always love you and praise your holy name. The, the Lord, Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord will feed him with the bread of life and understanding. And give him the water of wisdom to drink. From the Book of Exodus Thus says the Lord, 
Whoever sacrifices to any god except to the Lord alone shall be doomed. You shall not molest or oppress an alien, for you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. You shall not wrong any widow or orphan. If ever you wrong them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry. My wrath will flare up and I will kill you with the sword. Then your own wives will be widows and your children orphans. If you lend money to one of your poor neighbors among my people, you shall not act like an extortioner toward him by demanding interest from him. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you shall return it to him before sunset, for this cloak of his is the only covering he has for his body. What else has he to sleep in? If he cries out to me, I will hear him, for I am compassionate. You shall not revile God, nor curse a prince of your people. You shall not delay the offering of your harvest and your press. You shall give me the firstborn of your sons. You must do the same with your oxen and your sheep. For seven days the firstling may stay with its mother, but on the eighth day you must give it to me. You shall be men sacred to me. Flesh torn to pieces in the field you shall not eat. Throw it to the dogs. You shall not repeat a false report. Do not join the wicked in putting your hand as an unjust witness upon anyone. Neither shall you allege the example of the many as an excuse for doing wrong. Nor shall you, when testifying in a lawsuit, side with the many in perverting justice. You shall not favor a poor man in his lawsuit. When you come upon your enemy's ox or ass going astray, see to it that it is returned to him. When you notice the ass of one who hates you lying prostrate under its burden, by no means desert him. Help him, rather, to raise it up. You shall not deny one of your needy fellow men his rights in his lawsuit. You shall keep away from anything dishonest. The innocent and the just you shall not put to death, nor shall you acquit the guilty. Never take a bribe for a bribe blinds even the most clear-sighted and twists the words even of the just. You shall not oppress an alien. You well know how it feels to be an alien, since you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Defend the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the, and the poor. poor and save, save them from, from the grasp of, of the, the wicked. God shows the poor of this world to be rich in faith. He has given them his kingdom as their inheritance. Rescue the weak and the poor and save them from the grasp of the wicked. From a treatise on John by St. Augustine Bishop. A woman came. She is a symbol of the church not yet made righteous, but about to be made righteous. Righteousness follows from the conversation. She came in ignorance, she found Christ, and he enters into conversation with her. Let us see what it's about, and let us see why 
a Samaritan woman came to draw water. The Samaritans did not form part of the Jewish people. They were foreigners. The fact that she came from a foreign people is part of the symbolic meaning, for she is a symbol of the church. The church was to come from the Gentiles of a different race from the Jews. We must then recognize ourselves in her words and in her person and with her give our own thanks to God. She was a symbol, not the reality. She foreshadowed the reality and the reality came to be. She found faith in Christ who was using her as a symbol to teach us what she was to come. She came then to draw water. He had simply come to draw water in the normal way of a man or woman. Jesus says to her, Give me water to drink. For his disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman therefore says to him, How is it that you, though a Jew, ask me for water to drink, though I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. The Samaritans were foreigners. Jews never used their utensils. The woman was carrying a pail for drawing water. She was astonished that a Jew should ask her for a drink of water, a thing that Jews would not do. But the one who was asking for a drink of water was thirsting for her faith. Listen now and learn to who it is that asks for a drink. Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, perhaps you might have asked him, and he would have given you living water. He asks for a drink, and he promises a drink. He is in need as one hoping to receive, yet he is rich as one who is about to satisfy the thirst of others. He says, If you knew the gift of God, the gift of God is the Holy Spirit. But he is still using veiled language as he speaks to the woman and gradually enters into her heart. Or is he already teaching her? What could be more gentle and kind than the encouragement he gives? If you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, perhaps you might ask, and he would give you living water. What is this water he will give if not the water spoken of in Scripture? With you is the fountain of life. How can those who feel thirst, who will drink deeply from the abundance in your house? He was promising the Holy Spirit in satisfying abundance. She did not yet understand. In her failure to grasp his meaning, what was her reply? The woman says to him, Master, give me this drink so that I may feel no thirst or come here to draw water. Her need forced her to this labor. Her weakness shrank from it. If only she could hear those words, Come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you. 
Jesus was saying this to her so that her labors might be at an end, but she was not yet able to understand. Jesus cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Streams of living water will flow from the heart of whoever believes in me. He was speaking of the Spirit, who would be received by those who believed in him. Whoever drinks the water I shall give will never be thirsty again. He was speaking of the Spirit, who would be received by those who believed in him. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.